0: All right, welcome to another episode of Pines and Diplomacy. Today is Tuesday, September 7th, and we have a unique show for you today. What you're gonna hear is Ryan, myself, and a special guest co-host, Mike Kramer, at the Dallas County GOP's fundraising event, Party Like a Patriot. Uh, There were three main headline speakers at this event. It was Dan Gable, Kim Reynolds, and Ohio Representative Jim Jordan we were able to sit across from the event center event where this was actually taking place and we interviewed several individuals that helped organize the event we got to interview people like state rep zach nunn sorry state senator zach nunn state rep eddie andrews and just other faces that were really involved with the organization of this event uh it was a very it was interesting definitely interesting we got to meet a lot of different people with different beliefs than our own Uh, But we were still able to drink a few beers and and get along and have a productive conversation. Some of the interviews were very short. Some we had to cut uh, just for time's sake purposes. But we definitely hope you enjoy. And this is some event that we would like to attend again next year. Uh, if at all possible. So thank you to those who helped make this event possible and those that made our ability to be there with press passes and all that cool stuff uh, available because it was a definitely a learning experience and it was an, an opportunity that we won't forget. Hope you enjoy these interviews. Let's go.
1: Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country.
2: The only thing we have to say is fear itself. And you're working hard to put food on your family.
0: We are at the Party Like a Patriot event hosted by the Dallas County GOP. Uh, there are going to be speakers here today such as Dan Gable, Jim Jordan, and the governor, if I remember correctly, is, is speaking tonight too. We are uh, very thankful, uh, Terry Rich and uh, is it Kelly Koch? Yep. Kelly Koch. Like uh, she, they have been, they've organized this entire event. Um, um, we, we're sitting with Ron Forcell, and I'm sure you've had your your say in organizing this event too, but we want to thank, thank you for sitting down with us, number one, but also thank Terry and Kelly for allowing us to be here. Uh, we are very thankful to be able to get the, the Republican side of, of the story here. So Ron, thank you for joining us.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for being here. It's great to have you guys and hope you enjoy the event.
0: Yeah. Um, I do, sh- I should say first, it's, it's me, he, I'm here, Ryan to my left, Comer to my left. And we have a, so co-host Ryan, guest co-co-host Mike to the double left of me here. So Mike, thank you for joining us as well.
4: Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to do it. And uh, hopefully I don't ask too many dumb questions. No, we'll, I don't think that'll happen. No, nah, anyway. you can't. There is no such thing as a dumb question. Right? You're a teacher,
0: you know that. <laughs> uh, Ron, thank you again for joining us. Uh, so where, I mean, how long have you been uh, the chair of the Dallas County GOP?
3: Uh, so I was elected in January of nineteen. Okay. So, and then reelected um, this January. Okay. So, second two year term.
0: And this is the fourth annual Party Like a Patriot. Third event. annual. Third annual? Yep. Oh, my God, I butchered that to start. Uh, That's no, all right. Uh, third annual. And who have you had previous? I know I talked to Terry, said Mike Lindell, but who else have you had to speak at these so events? So, our
3: first year, we had Matt Whitaker. Okay. Um, former uh, acting attorney general and uh, more importantly, mm-hmm. Iowa tight end.
0: Oh um, yeah, it's right. The and
3: then uh, Mike Lindell <laughs> last year. Okay, so, awesome. And then um, Jim Jordan and Dan Gable tonight. So
0: it's exciting. So it seems like this event's growing in size.
3: Absolutely. Uh, the last two years we were over at the uh, Maytag Scout Lodge uh, off Grand, um, and we outgrew that. And luckily we could do it here at the Marriott. And uh, as of um, about noon today, we sold out. So oh wow! Hopefully be. Um, either taking up more space here at the Marriott or finding somewhere bigger for the fourth annual next year. So
0: Interesting. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I was talking to Terry. He said something about he's. you guys are kind of nervous of what you're going to tell people that show up at the door.
3: Yeah, we, unfortunately, I think anybody across the political spectrum that organizes these events deals with the same issue that we do, which is people wait until, uh, you know, 11.59 on the day ticket sales close to buy their ticket. Um, so we've just been sort of every day I go online, I check the ticket sales and it keeps getting higher and higher. And then this week it's just skyrocketed. Yep. So the last minute people, um, I love them. Thank them very, I thank them very much for coming, but some advance notice uh, would be very nice for oh, the next that's, one. So. That's,
0: what decisions kind of went into your selection of who to speak at this
3: event? So we've had a lot of success. Um, we had Lou Holtz come in March oh, no for way. a fundraiser and we sold out again. So we've had a ton of uh, success having um, sort of politically adjacent, if that makes sense, uh, speakers. So, um, you know, in Iowa, we're kind of spoiled with, you know, having the governor is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes people are like, well, I see the governor everywhere because she's all over the state seeing people all the time. So we we try to get people that are going to be interesting have something to say. Um, When we... Picked, or when we thought about people to invite, and we thought about Congressman uh, Jordan. This was well before all of the January 6th Commission stuff, so sure. it's it's sort of been lucky lucky for us that um, he was always in the news, but yeah. it's been more so over the last couple of weeks. So.
0: In the say in the future, next year, who do you think is somebody if you if you could have like your dream guest, who would it be to, to oh speak boy. at an event like this? Right now, obviously, you know, year can things can change,
3: but well, my dream guest for a party like a Patriot four.
4: Um is it Denzel Washington.
3: Denzel would be great. I don't know I don't know that uh I don't know that he could fit us into a schedule. Probably not. But if you want to do a trade like he could come to our event and I could guest star and or do a cameo in his next movie, I'd I'd do that in a heartbeat. That'd be spectacular. Um <laughs> I think we're going to start getting 2024 candidates uh, wanting to come in, so I think we'll uh, we'll get through that. And honestly, I'm focused on getting through eight o'clock tonight <laughs> before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before I start thinking about. it. Well, I was year. just
5: going to ask. So when does when does the planning for the next one start?
3: Uh, so I don't know if you guys are going to interview Kelly, my co-chair and the mm-hmm. fundraising director. Um, she's probably already thinking about it, but yeah. we'll probably take um we'll probably take a couple weeks off uh we have to do the off-year caucuses um so that's sort of our next our next big task is finding caucus locations for february um and then we'll start probably i would say next march or so we'll we'll hit the ground and start um getting out invitations because we gotta if we want national speakers which we do i mean we're the fastest growing county in the state fourth fastest in the country we're really sort of the county in my opinion my humble totally unbiased (laughs) opinion um for politics in the state of iowa so we are kind of spoiled in that we can get a lot of big names so we'll probably start next march or so
5: and whenever you can bring in hawkeyes like that's probably the top priority i'm guessing
3: so i (laughs) might whatever goodwill we had uh, with you guys Mike out the window I'm not a huge Iowa fan. <laughs> Whoa. That's all right. So I grew That's up right. in I grew up in Georgia and uh, then I moved ooh. to Nebraska. Oh, and sorry. So Florida is my number 1 college football team. Um and then you can't live in the state of Nebraska and not at least, kind of like Nebraska it's as a big, painful. It's a big red <laughs> tie, then. As know, painful as anytime. that is. Right now, it might be tie.
0: different. I feel like right now, uh, it's probably yeah. okay to not like Nebraska. It's,
5: it's
4: tough. They're turning on frost now.
3: Yeah, that's not great. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might be behind the times. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't know Florida had a wrestling team.
3: Uh, I don't know if they do. <laughs> oh, I thought that we
4: talking. we weren't talking about wrestling right now? I, no. That's, I mean, no, is a wrestling state. This it's a football state. <laughs> that's true.
3: But I, I played football and football and basketball, so I'm not a wrestler, unfortunately. But
4: well, Neither uh, are my co-hosts, so
3: no. yeah. <laughs> they're on your nobody's side. Nobody's perfect, right? There you yeah. go. Uh,
0: 2024, uh, like you said, next year you might be looking for some 2024 guests. That, uh, who do you – like, speculation-wise, what do you think? Because I know – they've just announced Trump might be even we all have kind of know he's been thinking about running but now he's coming to Iowa in the coming weeks and I mean there's always those rumblings with him right now so what do you what do you kind of suspect how that's going to fall out
3: uh as in who's going to run yeah. i at this point i i think it's so early that i mean we're seeing a lot of people i mean Marco Rubio was in the yep. state uh, Ted Cruz was here um we're seeing a lot of people come in i i think it's so far out that mm-hmm. I don't think we really have any idea who, um, who it's going to be. Um, and I think it's really, I mean, people take this so seriously, like who they're going to, who they're going to caucus for and who they're going to support. Like, I think sometimes people who aren't familiar with the process don't really know like how much retail politics they've got to do when they get here. Like they think they're just going to go to like a, a rally when, and everybody's going to cheer for him, but then they're getting grilled by some grandma from a about their policy on, you know, the earned income tax credit and stuff like that. So, yep.
4: oh yeah. Uh, go ahead, Kramer. Well, looking at like, uh, you know, talking about who you're going to choose next, when you go to actually to choose these people, is there like a specific choice based on a demographic you're trying to target? Like, I know I, I might be wrong on this, but it seems like, you know, the Republicans have a certain voter base and then like the, rep, uh, the dec- Democrats have a certain voter base. But is that one where you can bring somebody that is going to target more of uh, the voters that you, you're not r- quite getting?
3: So that's one of the one of the considerations. I mean, obviously, when we host an event that it's a fundraiser, the main thing is raising money. So people that'll that'll sell tickets. Um, you know, we Dallas County is is a reddish purple county. Mm-hmm. Um, I we still have a sizable voter registration advantage. Um, almost all of the elected officials are Republican, um, but we are in the suburbs, which have been trending a little blue. So certainly, um, you know, we wanna look for speakers and with all of our stuff, we're trying to expand our, our base um, and get those sort of people that, you know, aren't the independents and, and people that aren't happy with the way things are going on a national level. And so that's our, really our main focus.
0: Alrighty. Well we don't want to keep you too long. We I mean we Perfect. already we asked like way too many questions and we thought we were gonna yeah. ask anyways, but we just no problem. We just have fun. Thank you for joining us again, Ron. I yeah. uh, appreciate thank it. And we hope tonight goes goes well. All
6: right. Thanks right. So all guys. Yeah,
0: thank you. Great. Great. Alrighty, so we'd like to welcome uh, state senator Zach Nunn to our show. Zach, thanks for joining us.
7: Guys, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it, Tyler, Ryan. High
0: five mic, fist
7: bump, as it were. I'm not going to fist bump a wrestler. It ends badly (laughs) for my
0: shoulders. (laughs) So you just shared some news. Do you want to repeat that news for us uh, into the mic, kind of what's going on right now? Uh, Breaking news, I guess? Yeah,
7: Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, through a lot of really good people in Iowa, including one of our interpreters, I'm military. He was an Afghan interpreter for us, brought to our attention that we are actively trying to get American citizens and Afghani nationals who have been allies of the U.S. out of Afghanistan. Um, When the last U.S. aircraft took off, a C-17 out of Kabul, they said, that's the last flight out. Uh, You'll have to wait until an embassy is reestablished. And we, as private citizens, but having a military background, felt that we could do more. And so we enlisted a group of former veterans, former intelligence officers, uh, and people with big hearts who said, hey, we can provide private charters for aircraft on the ground. And on Saturday, we flew out the last aircraft into IUD air base in Qatar from a undisclosed location in Afghanistan that saved 40 American citizens and up to 380 Afghan allies in the last flight out. And we're trying to do it again, literally here at the bottom of the hour. So it's
0: kind of exciting. That is very exciting. Absolutely. Uh, So I I was just, as I was getting ready for doing some show prep. It mentioned that it said there was uh, about 100 Americans still left in Afghanistan. Yeah, so we've got several on this flight, if we can get it to take off. Um,
7: Mm -hmm. Some of the American citizens are ambulatory, and they're in downtown Kabul, and they are in a very dangerous situation. Those will be the more difficult ones to extract. Mm -hmm. But we also have not just hundreds of Americans with blue passports, but thousands of individuals who serve with us, and have what we call this special immigration visa. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've started the process to become Americans, um, but now they have found themselves trapped behind enemy lines
0: quite literally. Yeah, that sounds very frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned bipartisan, though. You've worked with some Democrats on this issue. Yeah, who, who absolutely. Have with, who have you worked so, with specifically? Um,
7: Senator Blumenthal's office has okay. been one of the leaders on getting um, two of our aircraft off the ground. Um, we've been working with Senator Joni Ernst here from okay. Iowa and her office, as well as Congresswoman Miller-Meeks. And then on the other side is, all right, once we get these folks out and they're vetted and cleared to come, where's the best place to have them? And State Department originally said, you know, we don't send Afghan refugees to Iowa. Uh, we send them to northern Virginia and California because, one, there's a, a population there of Afghanis already. Sure. But I just politely was like I, was like, I can barely afford to live in north Virginia. What are right. we going to do with a refugee who doesn't have a job in north Virginia? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Would you consider – taking them to Iowa. And we got together with uh, the Greater Des Moines Partnership with the county supervisors here in Polk County and said, we have a unemployment um, low, low bar, and we have a huge need for workforce. In Jasper County, Polk County, across the state, there's a great opportunity for us to use people who speak English, who have a skill set, who have served honorably with the United States for almost two decades to come to our communities, bring their families and really enrich, and so Greater Des Moines Partnership highlighted, you know, Des Moines and Polk County are one of the fastest growing places for legal immigration in this country, and even people who settle in North Virginia or California, a lot of them have found their way here to the Midwest, and we think
0: that's a great place for the heartland to be welcoming. Yeah, absolutely, Diversity is really important, so that'd, yep. be, that'd be great for the state of Iowa.
5: Yeah.
4: Like, um. Well, can you talk me through a little bit of how that would work uh, with the immigration process? Obviously, like just coming over to Iowa, I would assume they're not they're not legal right now, right?
7: Yeah. So some of them, and I would say most of them are. So they've entered into what we call a special immigration visa process. So they have been working either at the embassy or with U.S. forces on the ground. Some of them worked in agriculture in Afghanistan with the USDA, and now have an opportunity to come over here. And and here's my take on this. You know, I am a huge fan of legal immigration and doing it right. Uh, right now, for the last week, the administration had been allowing roughly a quarter of a million illegal immigrants in from the southern border, and then said, now start your application process on US soil. You know, The Supreme Court came back and said, you can't do that. Um, We have been in a situation where there are a lot of legal immigrants who are doing it the right way. I would say these SIV applicants were doing it the right way. And they had a deadline of up to three years before they could be processed to be brought to the United Mm -hmm. States. And what we just saw from some of the folks trying to leave Kabul one man who worked as an engineer for the embassy who had a special immigration visa was waiting to be evacuated, was A, left behind, then when he went to go get his family, the Taliban shot him through the leg and chopped off three of his fingers. This individual caught uh, us through email and said, hey, I need assistance. And we said, absolutely, we'll get you out of Kabul, we'll get you eight hours to the north where we can get to a landing field. He took his family and I said, But before you do that, I've got two other young women who are also CIV applicants. These young women were in college in Kabul on the beginning of the week. And by the end of the week, they went outside their house. And if they weren't in a full hijab, they were beaten in the street. Her husband was in Pakistan when the country fell. And they were trapped. They could not leave their apartment. And this individual, who had literally just been shot in the leg the day before, picked them up in his small Toyota Corolla with his family in the back and a great personal risk to himself was the only adult male and mm-hmm. escorted them on this eight-hour trip through three Taliban checkpoints. So slightly different situation, right? Um, these, are, these are immigrants who did it right, who went through hell, um, and I think that they are on the short list to become
0: future yep. U.S. citizens, and that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Uh, sounds like we have, so we have a couple of guests here. The last question I want to ask quickly, yeah. <laughs> um, you're running for Congress and that's yeah. very exciting i i don't want to like make this <laughs> i know it was a very deep subject yeah, there, yeah. running Sorry. out of time mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's a big you know it's a big big step you know so what we'll give you you know a minute here elevator pitch kind of you know what sell yourself to the to the voters.
7: Tyler, thank you so much. Yeah, this is completely separate from what we're doing here. But um, yeah, Zach Nunn, uh, proud to be a senator from East Polk County and Jasper. Uh, The website's www.zachnunn.com if you want to check it out. But the other aspect of this is we've had the privilege of serving just a really diverse community. Um, The urban district, the rural district, the farming district where I grew up in. I've served as a combat veteran in the US Air Force three tours in Afghanistan myself. And what I would argue is we've done some things really well here in Iowa, in my opinion. We have provided two of the largest tax cuts in Iowa history. Mm -hmm. And when Iowans have more money in their pocket, they generally spend it in their communities. That's where we've seen some real growth, particularly in rural Iowa. And then we're looking at the opposite of that, in my opinion, happened in Washington, D.C., where we're talking about a $5 trillion tax increase that really is going to hit people who have limited uh, disposable income through inflation, through growth. We also have a different philosophy. Um, here in Iowa, as a first responder and uh, in the military, but then also our first responders who are police officers who work hard, these are folks we want to be bringing into our diverse communities, not defunding them. And I think that there's a good conversation to be had on the merits of that going forward. So I know I'm short on time, yeah, you're but you're hey, fine. Tyler, Ryan. Mike, we're also at an event with Dan Gable, so Dan Gable uh, challenged Mike here to a uh, wrestling match later. I, we'll clear the tables out here. I'll I, really I want to really see it, I, wanna see, I want it WWF style. I like, <laughs> want tables and, and folding <laughs> like, chairs. I T- might T- actually TLC. survive if it's
4: WWE style. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs> valid, awesome. valid. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for your yeah. time, thank and you. thank you thank for you. your support on um, helping
0: us save some really good Americans. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Uh,
2: so Marcus Pitts, and you, what, what exactly is your role again? Just so I can get that clear and correct. Yeah, I I do the uh, social media for the Dallas County GOP. Okay, awesome. And we're using social media um, to reach younger voters, but also uh, there's a growing number of older voters who are on social media these days. In fact, sixty percent of the of the population logs into Facebook every day, mm-hmm. while only fifty two percent watch their local news every day. Okay. So there's a, there's a huge, obviously, there's been a huge shift in the way people consume media. So we want to be in front of the people where they're at.
0: Do you see, uh, so as, as with your job uh, uh, running social media, have you seen an issue with like misinformation going through, you know, do you, I mean, do you view it as a problem that most people are getting their news from social media and not like, you know,
2: your cable news sources? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a problem, but we don't we don't put out any misinformation. Sure. We 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 do things from reputable uh, sources. Correct. Yeah. And then another thing that we're doing um, different than that is we're u- using something called Facebook lead ads. Okay. Okay. This is different from um, a normal um, type of advertising campaign where you might send people to a landing page where they sign up for something or donate or whatever. Yeah. With a Facebook lead ad, they just tap the the ad, it pre populates the info that they've already given Facebook. Okay. And then they tap it again and we've captured their name, email, and phone number. Okay. okay. And by doing that, we can then, then call those people, invite them to events, get them active in Dallas County. Absolutely. That's and that's – that's grows that's, your yeah. outreach substantially. It stream- sure. yeah.
5: streamlines the process a yeah, little
2: bit. Yeah, it's super easy. You set it up. I mean, we ran a little test. Our first little test on it was um, – well, it was right after the Joe Biden State of the Union. Okay. And, and so people from our side of the aisle were kind of fired up. And for a $100 test, we um, generated 32 – Leads right, okay. so that so then we called all thirty-two of them, and now some of them are going to become much more active in the maybe, party.
0: Maybe that's what we should do for the podcast: and <laughs> do that, totally make phone calls, yeah. and to make the connections that way, we get more you followers. You yeah. Totally,
2: you totally should. That'd and it's, it's cheap.
4: Are you yeah. looking for another job? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, can, <laughs> I can I can show, show you how to this.
2: do it. It it doesn't take anything, but um, yeah. but here's another thing. So Facebook, because of the 2016 election, and then the the hearings after that, and the. Mm-hmm. I forget what 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 the thing was, but it, so that you have to jump through a bunch of hoops okay. to be able to author to be authorized. Oh, them. to like so,
0: run political ads. Yeah, and yeah, we jumped so, through yeah. a bunch of those already. Like, hitting, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So
2: you have to you have to do a bunch of verifications. Like, they send you a postcard with mm-hmm. a verification. They text you with verification. They email you with a verification right. code. You've got to put up your. They want to know who you are and that you're a real person. So you got to take like the front and back of your, of your, um, of your ID, of your driver's oh, yeah. license. Yeah. 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 we've been through right. Some of those. And so yeah. then, so I just set up one for another another uh, political entity, and um, it was asking him all kinds of questions about where did he live, what street did he live on in sure. Wyoming in 1965, and all <laughs> these. It knows so much about you. It's that it's it's scary from a privacy point of view, but from a marketing point of view it's, it's a gold mine. And I think that's the crux of, of like the whole issue with that is with,
0: with technology. And there's a great documentary called the social dilemma on Netflix that yeah, talks about I've how the, all yeah. these things are just like this technology is learning stuff about you and your behaviors. And it's almost, yeah. you know, when is that too much yeah. for people? That's crazy to see how marketers, they're they're geniuses for how they're setting this stuff up. I mean, yeah,
2: it's brilliant. But. Yeah, it's it's super effective and yeah. inexpensive. Yeah, I mean you can run you can run an ad for as low as five dollars, or you can spend mm-hmm. as much as five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, or even more. You know, we got to loan. Do that. So it's so yes, yeah, so it's uh, it's just a it's just a much more effective and inexpensive way to uh, reach people in the community who we want to attract to our party.
0: Awesome. Well, Marcus, thank you for joining us. I mean, yep. I'd love to keep talking about some sure. of a big social media, like, buff on that stuff. Sure. But, like, we have a couple of guests we'd love to get yep. on. I know you've been sitting for a little longer, yep. so I apologize. Absolutely. Um, Marcus, thank you again for joining us. Yeah,
2: thanks, and good luck. Thank well, you. We'll start
0: care. rocking you guys through thank here you, quick. Chad, yep. Chad uh, Dallas County Sheriff, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, this is our show, Pints and Diplomacy. We love to drink beer, sit down, and talk politics with every yeah. political belief just to kind of get along and show that it is doable.
5: Yep. have uh, civil conversations over
4: uh so before we begin be though yep. i do have a question for you yes, sir. Uh, my truck was just stolen uh-huh. could you help me you <laughs> where it get stolen at? my <laughs> house <R. A. laughs> yes. jasper county it's been gone for a week and a half but oh, no, luckily right. i have insurance so i have a new truck now
6: but <laughs> you still want it back
4: though, <laughs> i would like to have it back Is just that
6: right there's been like a rash of what uh car of thefts. Was it?
4: it was a ford f-150 so how yeah.
6: many people steal those? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Was that gonna be the response, no matter what he said?.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, um again, thank you for joining us. so what what draws you to an event like this? I mean, this to, to us, we're just nerds. We love politics. We love being speak for myself, I guess, being on the nerd, I suppose. but what draws you to an event like this with all these speakers?
6: I, a lot of these people here are my friends, you know, okay. so become I've been elected five times now as sheriff here in Dallas County, so. I'm in my fifth and final term, and and uh, so I've got to meet most of these people, and and part of part of politics here in Dallas County, and so just kind of second nature now. So right. So you said fifth term. This my fifth fifth and final.
0: Is that because you are you're resigning after that, or is it because there's a term limit?
6: No, there's no term limits, but uh, yeah, just uh, my time. It's time to let the younger guys take over, and sure, and uh, let them run for office and see what they can do to move the sheriff's office forward so
4: well i was going to say uh did you meet most of your friends pulling them over or how did you meet them
6: (laughs) Uh, you know not not so much of this group right here (laughs) not this crowd (laughs) uh, yeah so when i first uh campaigned so it's kind of unique how i came in the sheriff's prior to me got in a bunch of trouble Ooh, what kind of well he uh was accused and convicted of stealing uh a lot of money off a traffic stop on the interstate it was a drug stop and would have been in 2005 or 2006 and then uh, so he got arrested charged, which opened up a seat and there was a special election and I ended up winning that and then been reelected four times since then and so it was just kind of a uh, that's how that how I got started in the whole politics thing you know so sure. as far as uh, the run position and did stuff. you
5: ever have any desire previously to get in Get involved
6: in politics? I, I'd been in, well, not really, you know. I mean, I had five kids, you know. I was busy running with kids and uh, coaching, coaching wrestling, football, baseball, you know, soccer, whatever the kids were into and stuff. So politics was kind of on the back burner. And right. then uh, when this became open, it became an open seat or whatever, uh, so to speak, um, both parties had actually asked me to run um oh for and so and i was a registered independent at the time and i you know my my beliefs my conservative i was more conservative than anything so i switched at the time and been a republican ever since so i served in the united states marine corps and it was uh you know i feel like most most veterans are going to be on that side of the aisle because you know i served under republican president and i served under a democrat president mm-hmm. and in the service we did a ton of training under the republican president and we did no training under the democrat president it was like our ammunition our everything was just taken away from us so and it which, was just which presidents were those yeah, that's what i was gonna ask too it had been uh bush and clinton okay. okay so and uh so yeah they were uh but it just seemed like we stopped training and it was like you know growing up, I grew up in northwest Iowa. My parents are diehard Democrats and oh. and uh, you know, you were told what you were when right. well, it wasn't until I left for left for the service and then I was like, I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a Democrat, you know, because my values started becoming along the lines of the Marine Corps, you know, and stuff right. and it's like uh, you know, this is where it seems like a Republican president's gonna fund the military where a a Democrat president tends to come in and strip the money away from the military and mm-hmm and uh you know i still got a younger younger brothers and i got two children in the serving in the military and and it's like and i think they've seen it all too and it's like huh so
4: that's an interesting concept what you just said about like you know how they, one president will strip and one will give it i mean there's probably other places, though, that like with education or other sectors yeah. where, like, they feel the opposite. That's exactly right. And that's unfortunate yeah. that, you know, you base it based on what the political party decides, what's important and what's not important.
6: That's right. Well, exactly, because uh, what's important to you might not be important to me. And at that particular time, you know, mm-hmm. war in the Persian Gulf was going on, and it mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, so it was important. That part became extremely important to those of us that were in that we need to train, we need to know how to do all this stuff, you know. And But I realize that they take that and they go back to funding stuff that's important to them, you know. Right. And then when the next guy gets in, if it's the other party, he takes it back and <laughs> funds the stuff that's important to him, you know. So it's just Back and forth a, we go. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's almost it.
0: – that's kind of – it sounds like how, why nothing really gets done. You get four years of going one way, yeah. four years of just kind of taking back one thing, yeah. and <clears throat> kind of that back and forth.
6: Yeah. Know, the frustrating, frustrating thing about – for me in politics is when nobody takes ownership for, mm-hmm. you know, it's like our current – Any of them, you can go back as far as you want It's like own it, you know, like this, you know, again, we had 13 service members, you know, die here recently. Own it. It's not Trump's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's not, it's your fault, you know, or if it's not, bring your generals up and say, who, who made the operation plan here Mm -hmm. and who decided that this is how it's going to be done. And uh, those are the people that he should be saying, you just made our country look horrible. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Right. Your operation plan got those people killed. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, how can anybody, doesn't matter who you are, think that you shouldn't have pulled the civilians out first and yeah. worked your way backwards, and then the military would have been the last people to leave. You know? Right. It's and surprising
5: I, to hear a sheriff wanting to hold people accountable uh, for their actions. Yeah, yeah. That's shocking yeah, to me. You know, <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. You know, I'm not smart enough to lie to you, so I just tell you
0: like it is. So it's like that's Well, a, yeah, like I, me, I guess I don't know where I get the idea from, but it sounds like I'm sure Biden was in the Situation Room. He had his generals pitch him a couple plans, and you know, there's they probably had a statistical likelihood of you know which ones could be more successful, and yeah. he it was up to Biden to, to select it, and so he. I mean it may be all plans were gonna fail at some point. Who knows? Yeah. You just selected the wrong one. I just can't Barrett, believe that just that's take how it.
6: I just can't believe it's, you know I just can't buy that. It's like you got the smartest people supposedly around right. you. Mm-hmm. And you should be surrounding yourself with the smartest people in the country regardless of party. You know, if you're the smartest in finance and stuff, let's get the budget balanced, let's get this group of people going let's get this group of people over here going because they're the smartest military and he should have the smartest people around him when it come to this decision of leaving Afghanistan. Right. And it's like, it infuriates me because of, um, I just dumb. It's just, just plain. I don't know what other word to use it. How do you pick that plan? And you know what? You shouldn't have said it. You should have said to your generals and said, which ones are going to work and going to be the most successful. And I can't believe, well, let's pull the military out first was right. the, was one of the choices. I just can't believe that, but yeah, it's a, you know, and then they smoke and mirrors in the in the media about, well, you know, we didn't tell you everything and now, you know, now they got some BS they're trying to put off on it. Like, look what we did now, you know, it's so, like, mm-hmm. give me the 5,500 names you took out yesterday. Then let's see if you actually brought 5,500 names back. But yeah, you know, it's hard to trust. So I'm
4: mean, not just going to comment that, you know, totally agree with the everything you're saying with that um you know own it and and more importantly fill fill your space with the smartest people like that's what that's i don't it. get like it just seems like they'll just get rid of everybody if it's a republican they'll just get rid of all the democrats Democrat get rid of all the republicans even if they're really good at their job and it yeah. makes no sense
6: to me if you're the best guy i don't yeah. care where. if you're the best guy that can get us back in the black as far as our our budget's concerned then you should be re- well, you should be leading that <laughs> we
4: look at educate. Sure. We're, we're all teachers yeah and they just – it feels like sometimes they just throw a random person into, into the, the, those like those spots that are really going to affect us that don't really have any experience. Yeah. They owe favors.
6: I, yep. I'm yep. going to put you in here because I owe you a favor and, and just, I owe you a favor. And yeah. It's like that's such – you should be doing it for the betterment of the country and I'm going to get you the smartest people around. I'm not smartest – I surround myself with the smartest cop, the yeah. smartest deputies and the whatever. I'm definitely not the smartest one there. Yeah. You know, and my job's to provide you with the best people possible – to take calls for service, to go out
4: and... And, and I actually uh, did read that on Twitter, that you weren't the smartest one. <laughs> I, I, I know, know you <laughs> You probably did. So.
6: Yep. All righty. Well, yeah. Sheriff Landry,
0: thank you for joining yeah, us. Because we've got a couple more guests lining up here. Right. So we, we thank you and hope you enjoy the night and hope everything is, uh, is a big success. So. Thanks for having me yeah. in here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank
5: you. Take
0: care, gentlemen. Uh, so you are Caleb, what's your last name? Primrose. Primrose, Primrose yep. Caleb Primrose. And what, what is your role within the, the GOP?
8: Uh, so I'm one of the, um, I'm a young person who loves to volunteer within the GOP. Uh, got involved in 2014 mm-hmm. after I graduated high school, and uh, I saw something that was wrong in our country, and there was so many misconceptions about young people mm-hmm. uh, that they're socialists, they're, they don't believe in conservative values and that, and I wanted to change that narrative and show there's young people who care. Okay. And so I've been a massive volunteer with them. Also, I serve um, on the Iowa Young Republicans as the political involvement co-chair okay. as well, and so I get to help engage young people to get involved in politics.
0: Awesome. I, so I've had this question ready to go, but I didn't want to ask, you know, like Zach Nunn or anything, you know, I don't want to ask an elected official or anything to that, to, to that degree because I don't want you know, them to give me like a canned response. I want somebody that is, you know, that works for the, or maybe just volunteers or does whatever, kind of has their own thoughts. Who do you think right now is the face of the GOP?
8: i really don't know at this
0: moment <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. to
8: be honest uh i can't pick a certain person there's so many people um and i'm not going to go into many details of who i think is the best because sure. they're all doing pretty good right now yeah um i'm just waiting to see what happens
0: okay do you what do you think the consensus is right now because i mean no there's a lot of people are wondering because with trump coming in the next few weeks to iowa and he's you know there's always they're wondering if he's going to run again do you do you get the feel that he's still you know trump's still that face of the gop right now potentially i mean that might not be what you want to be or whatever but it may be what you're kind of feeling is the the reality right now
8: like i said that's a tough
0: question it is is, it's a very tough question absolutely and
5: do you get do you get a feel because you know you're reaching out to other young excuse me uh, uh, other young republican voters Mm -hmm. um you know is is trump the the name or the face that gets people fired up or is there is there something else or somebody else or an issue, a particular issue that everybody's kind of all on board or fired up about. You know, a lot of times it seems like as these things come or as elections come around, there's like a, just a couple of really hot button issues. Is there, I mean, yeah, just anything that's really getting people fired up within the young um, Republican scene, I guess.
8: Well, uh, I can't talk to specific candidates because I'm still in the air about that, and uh, I really don't know much on the candidate side. But on the issue side, there are some young people who want to – mainly there are some people who are focusing on free speech on college campuses. Thankfully, we've we've done some stuff here in Iowa to progress that but there's still that um, colleges are still making it hard for people to do free speech. We see that young Republicans are very passionate about that. We see that there are young people who are passionate about the Second Amendment and everything about the Constitution and uh, their conservative beliefs and I think also it's just that we are tired of the common misconception that hey there are people who that young people don't care about the country. Young people don't care that uh, that we're a free we're free, and all that. And it's like, I think now they're seeing what's happening and starting to get want more involved because they're fired up with what's going on with the current administration and with just everything that's been happening. It's just, uh, I've seen a lot of young people stepping up like our time is now. Okay. I yeah.
5: have another, sorry, I got, a Go f- ahead. I got another question Go about ahead. The, the, I'm just curious what age do you have to be to be considered a young Republican? Well, is there like an age limit? <laughs> so uh,
8: an, uh, to be a young Republican, uh, I think anyone can be a young person in their own way. Thank uh, you. But, I, agree. Uh, I agree. But the age group that uh, was set by the National Federation was uh, between 18 and 40.
6: Whoa,
5: dang it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just outside of the range. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. Oh, and
8: man. so, uh, so there's a lot of ways that uh, people can get involved. Uh, there were, there were organizations that, uh, like College Republican. Yeah. There, there's young people to get involved with that. But once they leave college, where do young people go? Young, young conservatives, young Republicans that want they to get involved. They go into debt. Involved. Excuse me, but yeah, they, they go, they go, to go to into debt.
4: College. <laughs> we all go into debt. That's what
0: that's we what do. do. Yeah. It's a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
8: <laughs> so uh, I think it's also a chance for us to even reach out to younger people and just to get them involved and then for people who have been college and that to have an outlet if they want to continue in being a Republican or talking to young people who have the same ideas and beliefs as them.
6: Yeah.
0: And so, last question I'll throw out there, not really even a question, just for, to give it a little plug, I guess. is it For anybody that's listening that may be interested in the young Republicans, is there like a website they can go to or a way they can kind of sign up to help volunteer or do anything?
8: Um. Yeah. So, real quick before I go into that, um, I just want to say we were founded in 2018. Okay and uh what happened was we were voted on at national at state convention and now uh we have about i think seven to ten chapters across the state now and uh we see young people getting actively engaged if you want to be involved uh reach out uh to iowayrs.com that is the best way to uh you can learn all about us and you can also learn about uh, your area and if you would be interested in volunteering and um, being involved we do a lot of fun stuff And then uh, you can also check us out on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, other social media platforms, just Iowa Iowa Young Republicans.
6: Awesome.
0: Thank you. Caleb, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. So, Chris Christensen yep. from Iowa Faith and, and
1: Freedom. And Freedom. Yep.
0: Tell me about that organization.
1: Well, we're a grassroots organization. Um, we actually hit 300,000 door knocks last, and in the original, I'm sorry, I'm going to stutter a little bit, in the election <laughs> last cycle. Wow. Um, we did over 2.4 million voter contacts. So, we're a chapter of the larger Faith and Freedom, which is Dr. Ralph Reed. Okay. Um, our job is to get the religious right, uh, religious right wing to come out and vote. Okay. Um, so, we protect individual freedoms amongst Christianity and make sure that we handle abortion, human trafficking family faith values. So this must be a big day for you with Uh, an abortion issue with the Supreme Court. It it absolutely is a big day. Um, You know, it's uh, I I got into an interview yesterday about talking about abortion and, you know, I asked how I feel about it on the news. And one of the things is we got to take wins or we can get them. And that's Mm -hmm. all we can do right now. So, um, September eighteenth is our annual event. I'm going to put in a little plug. Um, We have Congressman Devin Nunes coming to the Holiday Inn. Okay. Um, Starts at uh, dinner starts at six. Uh, Sorry, five and six will be the event that will start, but. Um, right now, we've actually sold out the event, so we're actually going to have to enlarge the space. So,
6: um,
1: yeah, it's going to be a real fun time. If you all want to come, we'd love to have you. No,
0: absolutely. We yeah. will take an invite to anywhere we can go. We, yeah. just, <laughs> we just
1: love to sit and talk about this stuff. It's right. fun
0: for us. Right, exactly. I mean, like I said, I always, I've said a few times, to a couple of the guests, you know, the whole point of us starting this podcast last year was just there's a lot of differing opinions in our country, and that's okay. That's right. The, 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 we need those differing opinions, but it's nice to be able to show people that you can sit down and visit, have a beer and talk and get along. that's, that's cool.
1: That's exactly, you know, I got asked that question yesterday and it, we don't reach across party aisles anymore. We used to, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we don't. It's uh, it's something that's sorely needed in this country. Some wounds need to be healed. We need to grow. We need to get back to the values of this country that we were founded on. And we need to reach across those party lines and credit credit to you guys. We need to get the truth out. Yeah. We can't let media constantly tell us things that are not accurate or not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Well, that's one thing with, uh, with I mean, obviously you're Republican and, and faith based, but it feels like that's where if you're religious, you're Republican, right? And so it's like, well, that's not true. It's like there's religion all over the place. And it's unfortunate that it just gets skewed so many so many different ways.
1: It really does. And it is sad. Um, They do associate religion with being Republican. Um, We do predominantly go that way because of our values. Um, But I can honestly tell you, I was born and raised Catholic and born in a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, most Catholics predominantly are Democrat so i'm a catholic yeah and so you know that's what i'm saying so yeah and most most of, most of the catholic religion goes on to the democratic side of the party so yes there are two sides to every story and that's great so and I, I i you know i want to have those conversations with them i want to find out why they're voting the way they're voting why are they doing that um what are their values um you know so but yeah so i welcome the catholic religion i've obviously been there um i would like to say i'm a good practicing catholic today but i'm not <laughs>
6: so me yeah. neither
1: Oh I,
0: I, I asked this question to the two, two guests ago. we've had so many guests kind of wandered in here and it's awesome. Sure. I I'm I'm just, I'm just want to get a good feel of somebody that's not necessarily like an elected official by the you know but who do you feel as if right now is the face of the, of
1: the GOP? Well, um, that's that's a great question. Um, I would, you know, obviously everybody wants to say Trump. Um, yeah. I don't believe that. Um, I believe right now. Ron DeSantis is the actual face of oh. the GOP at this point. Um, he is the front runner. When you look at all the polls, I happened to be with him a month ago. I got to meet him. OK, um, <clears throat> I think he is. A, I think he's a great leader. But I'll tell you somebody I like him better. Kim Reynolds.
2: Oh, Governor oh. Kim Reynolds
1: is—I I absolutely have so much respect for what she's done over the last few years with COVID and how she's handled it and how she's done it. Um, I have a great deal of respect for her too. Right now, as far as Iowa goes, I haven't been to a place yet that Kim has not been welcome to receive by both parties. Okay, so I feel like she works across party lines. I think she's doing a pretty good job interesting yes. breaking news here yes. I, I was, I was <laughs> Rados, 2024 my yeah. head whipped to you <laughs> yeah. and he said it because i felt the i could feel
5: it coming Ooh, off of you like we got news. breaking news here
0: the last person i asked i didn't get much of an answer and i that was that was a very i you know i've heard ron DeSantis' name floated as well yep. do you think he still reads like
1: the maga book or anything like that to his kids you know boy <laughs> that's a i think he's his own man yeah i think that's the way he is i think he uh I, I would like to say I, I can see where him and Trump don't always get along on uh, some issues. Yeah. I, yeah. I could probably see that. I've never witnessed that firsthand, yeah. mm-hmm. but I could see where they definitely disagree on certain things, well,
4: yes. That's interesting that you say, like, those guys could be those could be the leaders, but, you know, a couple of minutes ago you said we need to heal. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like it would be more prudent for a Republican leader or, and a Democratic leader, either way, for them to be more closer and, and at least maybe not even closer, but just more less – mean to the other side it seems like so, so you want to
1: take the, the tweet out of the trump is what you want you know, to you know? I'm just saying. like, like <laughs> I, mean, I think he probably would have won I, I feel like he probably would he might have won if he um, if you take the tweet potentially out of it. yeah you know it did a, you know unfortunately some of the the, the biggest space where he lost with was women in rural communities um and the way that he you know he tweeted and the things that he said so um probably he might have won and i'm not saying did he win or did he not? I don't know yet. I haven't <laughs> determined that hasn't worked its way all through the court. So I'm, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but sure. I, there are certain things out there that bother me about the election process. Sure. And so, and I'm, I'm just, don't yell at me, guys. But I just want to ask this. I, I,
0: <laughs> just don't yell at me. Stop. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, like with what you're saying. Come on, Ryan. Yell at him. I'm waiting here. With uh, what you're saying, it's going to be a long, drawn-out question, I suppose. But what you're saying about, you know, you're not sure about the election still. And then you see people like Madison Cawthorne. So, Saying you know if this stuff happens again we're going to take up arms. Do you see how that talking point could potentially be very harmful, like carrying out something like what happened with January 6? Because some people are taking it to the extremes, I and mean, we just had a guy park his truck outside the cap or the near the Supreme Court yep, building. Or, and Supreme Court. And like that, with that's what things, scares yep. me is the the far far
1: right wing domestic terrorism threat. Well, and I'm um, so. My problem is with that, and where you got where the media wants to go with that is they really believe that. But what bothers me is I don't know if you watched in Portland a month ago, where a group of anti-anti-fa members tore down an outdoor church. Okay. And went after and smashed all their electric equipment and everything they had. They got violent with a preacher. He tried to welcome them and bring them in, and they turned violent. So okay. everybody wants to look at the right and say, oh, they're violent. They did sure. something on January 6th. But let's talk about Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. Okay. Think of all the immigration pe- immigrants in that on that street alone that had grocery stores, liquor stores, businesses that they built. And people went through and destroyed it. Yeah, right. Uh, And so for me to sit here and say, Well, the right's violent, well when are we gonna talk about the left and is that okay?
0: And yeah, and I I would agree with you. Like I know remember when the the George Floyd trial was near and Maxine Waters made a comment and and that stuff should be, you know, we should crack down on that stuff too. Sure. I think both parties need to understand that their talking points, because of probably social media, can have some serious, deadly consequences. And we all need to be very careful, unfortunately of how we phrase certain things because
1: sure. it can cause damage both yeah. ways and I agree both sides need to be yeah. careful on that I, and I and I agree with you do I think there's going to be a revolution no I think a small group fraction of people went to the Capitol and did damage. Do I do I condone that? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I also don't condone the damage in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right. or Portland, Oregon, for all the people that are moving out of there now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, that's wrong too as well. So, yeah. you know, I think both. I think the media only wants to portray one side of it.
5: Anything? Well, I was just thinking as we were talking about that, just yeah. getting back to being able to have these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like that's the important thing. Whether it's our politicians that need to do that and put that out. And show that yeah. to the citizens, so then we'll hopefully we can follow their lead on that. Because right now it just feels very combative.
1: But, but, but let's ask a serious question here: Is it all the politicians, or are there select groups of politicians on both sides of the aisle, right? Yeah, that are not coming together and do it. Yeah. And we all know on the left who they are, and we right. all know who on the right they are. And so we we they're not those. There's a select group of politicians that are not doing this, and not you know if they put down the swords, you're right. Maybe they'll maybe things will get a lot better in this country. I make an analogy, you know, Bill Clinton, he had a very successful eight years as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm a Republican, I'm not going to argue that. But at the end of the day, why did he have that? Why was he able to be able to do that? Can you answer that question? Are you a Bill Clinton fan? Fan a few things Bill Clinton did. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I
0: mean he was he reached across the aisle.
1: Right, he worked. He worked yeah, they balls. were able to work Absolutely. together. He was. Yeah. Yeah. And he was. had a contract with America every yeah. Sunday morning. They had coffee. It was the yeah. same thing with Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. They got together on Sunday morning and they had coffee. What happened to that? What happened to sitting yeah. down and having those conversations? Say we can't have everything that we want. Um, and so that that part of it needs to change. I yep. just bl-
0: I blame Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> <The> <laughs> social <Facebook> media algorithms. <laughs>
1: like
5: I, I the said algorithms. before
0: sometimes the, some of the greatest, advan- greatest advancements in our country kind of lead to like some unfortunate uses, and it's like some social media that's a great idea great yep. thing it does done wonders for our country sure but then it's like trashed our national discourse and politically
1: yeah it, it absolutely that's that's one of the things I, I try not to do it to be honest I try to stay off it right. best right. I can because I, I really don't like social media I think it I, I think it's it's bad right um, and I think it, I don't think you should the way they're regulating it right now is what's really scares me you know people have a voice mm-hmm. and whether you agree with that voice it's up to you to determine whether it's real or it's not you need to research and figure out whether that voice is actually that's you know, p- truth.
5: That's probably part of our problem, too, is as a society. We're so fast food, you know, we want it right. now. Service and industry. so we don't take that next step. And people really need to uh, yeah. take that next step and just Google it and look at where's the information coming from. Right. Yeah. I but, would
1: say, I, and, and I'm, this probably sounds really bad, and I'll, I'll let you guys finish, but I would say a, a vast majority of voters don't even know who they're or what they're voting for. I yeah. don't think they. I don't think they understand what they actually are looking at and what yeah. they're doing and why they're voting the just, way they vote. They're clear. voting off of personality and not yeah. after off the facts. And yeah, I know. think that's part of this country what's happened to it's, us.
0: I mean, being an educated voter is expensive. It, co- it takes a lot of it costs a lot of time. Yep. And it, you have to sift through a lot of bullshit. And it's <laughs> it's tough. It is. Yeah. And yeah. I get that. Like we need to we need to make that a little more. I guess. I guess
1: easier for people to sure. be able to consume information. Yep. And yeah, it's, it, we talked about that a lot when I was in college. Yeah. About well, how we the hand cost out, that. when I say door knocks, we hand out a, a single single thing that hangs on a door and, mm-hmm. so, and it just says, it, it says what the issue is and who votes, way they voted. Mm-hmm. How did they vote? And that's all it is. It's simple information guide. That's all it is. Yeah. And they have to determine whether that's the way they want to vote or not. We need Sesame Street for politics. <laughs> That's what it is. That is figured that out. That's well, what we need. Well, bring me back. As my son said, give him back the Cookie Monster. He blames Michelle Obama for that. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so the as soon as we get the Cookie Monster back, we'll probably be okay. Yeah, so, fair enough. So, anyway. well, Chris, thank you for joining hey, us. I appreciate it. Yeah, great, and Mike. I'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing. So yeah, we'll awesome. Look to yeah, well, enjoy yeah, tonight as well. well.
0: Yep. Uh, so, Mitch Hamilton, Dallas County GOP Treasurer.
9: Uh, Dallas County Treasurer.
0: Dallas County. Tre- oh, just yes, no, not Dallas County. Yes. Okay, so I was... I'm an
9: elected official.
0: I'm so dialed into, like, everybody kind of the GOP portion of this, but you're just Dallas County treasurer. Awesome. Yes. So what draws you to this event? I mean, you're, I'm guessing, I'm assuming you're but Republican. I'm, I'm Republican. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
9: but who are you excited to here to speak, I guess? Both of them. I, th- I think they're both fantastic. Uh, Dan Gable's uh, uh, history as a coach, uh, NCAA champ, uh, mm-hmm. Olympian, uh, Jim Jordan, he's just fantastic. Uh, I watch him on Fox as often as I yeah. can. They're just very excited
0: to see him both. I think he's going to be on Hannity tonight, too. I think Is he really? Yeah, oh, cool Uh Terry Rich told me that he's going to be. Right after he speaks, or something, he's got a room he's got to go into to get on Hannity.
9: I I uh, I'm friends with uh, uh, Eric Volker, also double a, NCAA champ, and okay. he's. I think he played golf with him today. Oh uh. really? There's a bunch of wrestling guys that got together and played golf. How do we? we have to I'm wrestle? Sure it's not very competitive. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <holy> <laughs> no. yeah. How do yeah, we get that involved? I like to golf. That'd be. Yeah.
0: So Dallas County Treasurer, what what does that job entail? I guess what is the classification of the job, what do you do on a daily basis? So I'm responsible for
9: uh, motor vehicle titles, registrations, you know, the tags on your license plates, any title work, uh, salvage titles. I also collect property taxes. Um, I do the investment for the, the county. Um, just uh, keep right. all the numbers and make sure that the taxpayers get as best bang for their buck as they possibly can.
0: Absolutely. How often do you have to deal with like angry people at your office? Every day. Every day. Yeah. This is very. Angry. Or my staff does. Or yeah. your sta- like. So I'm guessing like their taxes are going up or something. Property taxes. Some, you know, Assessed people, value on the home. And, and state, I, I yeah.
9: simply explain to them, you know, I don't set the taxes. I simply collect them. If you have a problem with your taxes, you need to talk to the assessor about your valuation or go to your school board or city or whomever and, and talk about the levy rate. You just
5: funnel it to somebody yeah. else that's I, I collect oh, I, it. Funny. That's fair. My older brother is the Johnson County assessor. Ah. And uh, so he, yeah. Thanks, Mike. He'll, he'll appreciate that part, knowing that the county mm-hmm. treasurer over there is probably directing people his way too, just like you're doing well, over here. Well, yeah, no, it's not your. I don't set the yeah, rate. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to
0: be heard and they just want to be yeah, listened to. That's and right. It just, my dad's a great example. When he's pissed, he just wants to be pissed. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's like almost therapeutic for him just to yell yeah. at somebody. Yeah. Probably harmful to the other person, yeah. but. <laughs> Unfortunate
5: for your staff, but. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, right. yeah. I have oh. a fantastic staff. So I've been asking this question to a, a, a few people now so far. You're the third person I've asked this question to. And at the last, uh, you might even heard it actually. Chris gave a, a great answer. But uh, wh- who do you think right now is the current face of the Republican Party? Uh, I think it's still Donald Trump. Think so? Um, uh, he, he you
9: know, I don't know if I don't know if he's the face of the party or okay. um, he he's certainly a player. Mm-hmm. Um there there are a lot of good people out there but but Trump is when when he talks people are listening.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be the the peace because the next few weeks he's coming to iowa they're kind of wondering is oh where's he, is he going to uh, they don't know yet last i knew last night on politico it said that they're still ironing out some of those details but he is planning a trip and so once that you know once his decision is made that could open the floodgates for people come into the you know announcing their candidacy for yeah, president it, 2024 is a long ways away but People are going to start announcing it at some point. The Democrats did it. They always do it. They want to get that groundwork laid early. Ron DeSantis grassroots. is knocking it out of the park, too. Yeah, that's what that's what that's
9: Chris what, said. Yeah. It's Ron DeSantis' he's, show right now. He's he's really setting
0: the tone from Florida. Yeah. They've Ron DeSantis has been in the news. I feel like every day I get on any news source, it's always there. You see Ron DeSantis, something with Florida.
9: Good PR team.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's he definitely has a great PR team. And I, th- I I I'm just curious to see if Trump does announce he's running. Is there going to be anybody that wants to challenge him? Or is, I know they said the they I think Jeff Kaufman he's the Iowa mm-hmm. GOP chair right. I think he said no matter what they are going to have an open caucus or an open uh, you know run mm-hmm. for anybody. But it's hard to think that anybody would want to challenge Trump. Mm-hmm. So, but I, Ron DeSantis that'd be interesting to see those two kind of sit in a debate. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. Um, you guys got a question? <laughs> yeah you just got back you ready don't you have them ready to go
4: oh, on, what beer mind. do you like
9: <laughs> i actually i brew my own beer oh really oh, and, yes. and that's that's a lot of fun
4: what, um, well, i mean what kind do you like i mean what is, cold? It, is it cold <laughs> yeah. is it is does it, it cold have alcohol in, in it yeah. i like yeah. cold beer I mean, is, like it, is it beer. lager is it other yeah, sours uh, are there? uh
9: it, it depends on the season i'll do some ipas hazy ipas awesome um i've got a, a uh, saison right now that's, that's been really nice during the summer like kind of a farmhouse ale, a little little twangy twangy yeah. and sour and very nice good stuff um then I'll, I'll get into the imperial stouts and
4: we actually started doing some uh barrel aging projects so that's been kind of fun have you ever done anything with like um uh, i love this and nobody ever does it but with hot like you put like a, a chili in there or you put like a ghost pepper or anything like that i've tasted some and,
9: and what we determined was the, the, the hotness of the chili helps define and bring out the, the other flavors in it.
4: Yeah, that was on my question. Nothing about anything you are <laughs> talking about. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> well, whenever um, we can mix politics I, I and
9: beer. I see you like... got Kevin here. Oh, that's yeah, we got, we got more
0: people popping in. So we'll, we'll just wrap up quick with one, one question here. Uh, I just thought of this one. We're big on drinking beers with people and talking mm-hmm. politics and having a good time and getting along and being productive. So, if you could have a beer with one person, uh, one elected official, and just kind of sit in this kind of a setting and talk, who, who would that be? It's a very broad question. So.
9: <laughs> uh, right now, probably Trump, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs>
0: Abraham, would be pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, that'd be that'd be electric. I, I wonder what kind of beer do they even have then. I don't know much about the history of beer, but like. Probably just cold I mean, beer, right? Had, just mean, cold they, beer, or was yeah, it even cold then? I don't know. Right.
4: Was it mule, uh, mule wine and stuff like that? Um, yeah, mold wine. Mold wine, that yeah. they had that stuff. That'd be strong. Right? I mean, they had ale, they had stuff like. I mean, because they had to drink that way back in the day, because I mean, it was safer to drink than water. Yeah.
0: Was I'm, I'm, a lot of questions are running through my head right now. So like, I'm guessing there's no regulation on beer like we do now. Was it just just free game on how strong you wanted to make? I'm sorry, I'm just like, rambling right now, but that just <laughs> sounds fascinating to me.
4: Yeah, you know, it's extreme. mule wine. What is yeah. mule wine? It, well, it's like a spiced. It's uh, it's, it's wine. It's usually heated up, and then they, they, they put the like, various spices in junipers, I believe, berries, stuff like that, in there. Yeah. So he's
0: our resident beer expert, apparently. So I just learned this right yeah, now. We're apparently, just, we're just, yeah. Yeah, learning stuff. Yeah, wild. Um, well, th- thank you for joining us. Uh, I know All it's right. really short, but we, we're firing through a lot of interviews Understand? This is the most. These are the most interviews we've done, I think, in a day by far. We oh. usually do like one, maybe two. I think we've gotten in one day. we were at like seven right now so we're just firing through them very so cool. thank you for joining us i nice appreciate it you thank guys. you very much yeah so i i already know how i'm going to lead off this interview I, I
5: don't? Do oh
0: 100 this is yeah. this is i went to central with your daughter no way yeah alexis
10: oh yeah yeah I went she's to, in uh, town is she really yeah she's yeah. uh she's home from spain for the summer
0: cool yeah i yeah. no, we graduated the same year 20, 2014.
10: nice yeah, i remember her well I remember her. I can't forget Central because that was pretty much, as my wife described it, paying for a car each semester. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, Or currently still paying for a car, you know, <laughs> basically each month. Uh, so you're newly elected this year. I remember her posting stuff about you running. Absolutely. Um, what seat did you win?
10: Uh, District 39. 39, okay. Um, I do know that. I paused because I was uh, we were just at uh, District 37. So uh, District 39, which is Johnston, Grimes, a portion of Urbendale, and then Jefferson Township, Webster Township. So um, that will change slightly in about a month.
0: So have they finished the maps?
10: We are supposed to get them on September 16th, approximately, and then voting on them shortly thereafter. Interesting. But yes, Johnston. Yes, that is that's my hometown. Johnston.
0: Awesome. What drew you to? What made you want to run?
10: well uh you know i jokingly say temporary insanity because you know who wants to run seriously in in an environment like this but i mean i already don't like you so (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously 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 so i've um i have been in service and community service all my life some sort of public service some sort of ministry i'm i'm a a preacher's kid Mm -hmm. um and i'm also a minister as well a bilingual uh, minister um, and so I I've, I've, I love serving others and and helping people connecting people. That's just who I am. I'm that's that's my nature. But what really got me off the I, I can't say off the couch because I've been busy. You know, we started the Des Moines Spanish conversation group. Like I said, always been busy. Started uh, Des Moines the Mentoromics program that teaches kids how to code. So even though I was busy, I never would have thought um, about running for office. As a matter of fact, two years ago, had you asked me. I probably would have laughed just like you guys, you know, right. Mike, Tyler, what are you guys running for office?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I
6: would. It, not, I, I'd he, love to. At he some would point. Love to uh, yeah. OK, well, then, I don't know what the heck. Okay, he's you're canceled. Too. He's How about you? Too.
5: Would you run? Would no, you? I would I would love to, but I feel like it would be just so chaotic. and would throw it would throw so much. Uh, just. Yeah. Too much into my Kay. life.
4: How about you, Mike? I have way too much dirt in my past. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so yeah. everybody but Tyler understands yeah.
5: this, right? So
10: what really was the was the tipping point for me was um, we've also dealt with mental health challenges in our family. And cut through the chase, we actually ended up losing my son two years ago. And 19, uh, you know, right at that critical age. Mm-hmm. And... So, in his honor, so to speak, I just decided, you know what, if we can make mental health a focus, a a, a greater focus in this state, mm-hmm. and if we can help one family, two families, 100 families, 50 families, then all the nonsense, and I know you are joking, Mike, when you said, well, I got too much dirt, you know, but seriously, if we can get rid of that I can if we can help one more family then we can uh certainly uh dispense with all the the non you know all the garbage and all the clowning that goes on in mm-hmm. in politics and I can deal with that if we can help people and that's it that's as why I a, ran
0: as a public school teacher I can we deal with mental health on a daily basis I see it every single day and it's something that we feel as if needs to be addressed soon it's it's a right. it's a disaster right now right We kids need so much more help and we can't provide that help as teachers. We're
5: not trained. We don't have the time. Mm -hmm. It's it's it's, incredibly frustrating
0: to be able to do your job effectively, but also try to help every kid that are especially the ones that are dealing with those mental health issues. It's 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 very frustrating, very frustrating.
10: Now there are lots of things that I want to accomplish. Of course, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm strong uh, a strong component, a pr- strong proponent. Excuse a me, component. I mean, do, are we wrestling?
4: Yeah. <laughs>
10: hey, Dan Gable is here tonight, so yeah, I don't we're know. hoping he
0: walks through that door. Every time that door like creaks a little bit, I'm hoping he steps in here hey, and drink one of his Hey, that is the man,
10: him. is he not? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been a strong proponent of 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 education. You know, I tell this story. I've got so many granddad stories about Mm -hmm. education. Um, Did you know, uh, well, this is actually my mom because of my granddad. Did you know that my mom went K through 12 with zero absences?
5: That's wild. That's awesome.
10: Like, can you imagine my grandfather Putting that into my mom's, like, no, no, we're not going on vacation. No, no, we're not going to be late on coming back from vacation on Labor Day. No, right. no, no, no. You got going <laughs> to, no, you're not doing anything. You are all K through 12. That's good. That's impressive. That's a pretty good effort. So that tells me that he thought enough of education to make sure she was there. She showed up. And my mother, um, and I'm blaming her. Yeah. And I say blame in a good way, but. You see how I am dressed. I've, I've got like a suit on. Everybody sure. else is casual, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
4: <What? laughs> this, well, is ni- <laughs> this is nice as I
10: can look, man. <laughs> look. I have a, you know what I mean, right? I've got a tie on. You took it up a notch. I'm like, the only yeah, guy in it. here with a tie on. Let's just yeah. point it out. <laughs> but part of that was because my mother sent us to school every day, unless it was a gym day. And we had slacks. We had hard shoes, as we called them, like dress shoes. Uh none of this soft stuff. Uh no Nikes at all like, you know, mm-hmm. unless it was a gym day. Yeah. And oh well, way back then it was uh <laughs> it was Chucky e D's and then <laughs> <laughs> But the point was she sent us there to be educated and she sent a message. That's not necessarily the message you should do, but that was her message that yeah. my kids are going to school not to show up. Just to be one of the crowd, they're going there to be educated. It was a message to ourselves, to the to the schools, to the teachers, to the principals, to to our other um, fellow students.
6: Mm-hmm.
10: Like, could you imagine three kids getting in trouble over something and? The teacher saying, "Well, you know, hey, you guys shouldn't do that." And I know your parents don't put up with that, yeah, because they send you to school like this. So, like, we couldn't get away with anything.
0: Those are the parents we love as teachers. Right. Those are the yes. ones we know. Like, we can we can tell a kid, be blunt with a kid. Yeah, listen, you're you can keep acting like that. We'll just call home. Your parents.
5: Yeah. you know, we well, know how your parents will react. When you were a kid, you like, and this was the case for me too. Like, if you got in trouble at school, like you got <laughs> you really got in trouble. Like, I can remember principals getting in my face. And then I was going to get oh, it yeah. at home, too. Oh, yeah. So, it was, yeah, no, that was oh, not yeah. good. So and you didn't, you didn't want to mess up. Oh, no. Yeah, oh,
10: no. The, you know, uh, we call it, I think the friendly term it was corporal punishment. Oh, no, <laughs> we got the belt, bud. Um,
5: <laughs> yardstick in my house. Yardstick, yardstick. yeah,
10: because it was, they wanted to raise kids who were respectable. And, uh, you know, as, going back to my grandfather, who was raised, who was born one generation away from slavery. So think about that and Mm -hmm. the real um, uh, struggles that he had in his family. And, you know, in his generation, just getting a great job. That was like heaven, you know, with some benefits, you know, get some, get something. And that was, that was what they hoped for. But they knew that education was the way out. You know, how many times did I hear that speech? Education <laughs> is the key to success. <laughs> okay, you guys can't no, see my arms yeah. swinging. No, yeah, that's but true. that was my granddad, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I bring that to, to the table when I talk about legislation. I understand the value and the importance of education. I started Mentoromics uh, teaching kids. It's not academic. It's like these kids, we teach them how to code for entrepreneurial reasons. Mm -hmm. So 8 to 10 weeks, 14 weeks, they've got an app in the App Store. And uh, I remember the first one or two times that the Des Moines Public Schools, one of the officials there called us up and said, hey, we see this program going on. But you know, the weird thing is that everybody that we see go that goes in that program, their grades go up tremendously. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And... I said, well, I'm teaching life through coding mm-hmm. and uh, incentivizing them, l- just letting them know that this is one of many tools that mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of kicked their butts on, on some of the life issues. Yeah. Trust me, that's that's the crux of it. Well, I bet. Yeah.
0: Extracurricular activities, you get kids involved in those, the likelihood that they're successful and more, just paying attention and getting better yeah. grades in school increase. Yeah. Absolutely. And and
10: some of the, t- when I first started this, I want to say it's about seven or eight years ago now, um, it was really just because they were knuckleheads. There were some knuckleheads that I had um, a little bit of influence around with their parents, and I said, okay, it's you, you and you. We're meeting on Saturday from this time, this time, and we're going to learn how to code. You know, that was pretty much it. And we got, you know, five or six people together. And you could just see the body language was just horrible. Like, I'm only here because my mom or dad, somebody said, be here. And so after about the second lesson, I just realized, you know what, we are going to have to address some some attitude issues, mm-hmm. some behavior issues, some glass. Uh, my favorite is the glass half full, glass half empty. Um, uh, portion of our, our class. Now, keep in mind, we're, they think they're learning coding, right? Mm-hmm. So they're in the like, dude, I thought this guy was talking about programming. Like what? Right. Like, uh, I told somebody I was going to write an iPhone app. Right? This guy's talking about glass half full and philosophy and stuff. But that's really where we we started to uh, to make a dent in some of these kids and and get them to see the opportunity that they have through
0: education and coding is preparing them for the future. There's a a lucrative field if you get into that.
10: Yeah. Well, it is until you start, uh, (laughs) until you become a legislator, then you take a pay cut (laughs) because you you can't code while you're, while you're doing this stuff. So, yeah. Um, You guys have a question? Sorry, I I don't
4: know if I have a question. I just have two comments, real quick. Um, One serious, one not. You can take a guess what it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just a side note: I did uh, research you, and with your mom's story about not missing school. Yes, she was homeschooled. (laughs) 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 No, she was not.
10: (laughs) Uh, She went to well, my. My uh my family's from Akron, at least on my on my mom's side. And yes, we are distant cousins to LeBron James. That's the, the most famous Akronite. Um Is that for real? Are you being serious at that? Yeah. Oh, I, th- th- I thought I don't know if you're, you're like being you're, like a By the way, you're a cousin? Here's here's a <laughs> hang on. But even the weirdest thing about people know that LeBron is from Akron, but did you know that Steph uh Curry is from Akron too? Nobody oh, knows that. No, I didn't know. That. Nobody cares about Steph Curry. All those people that have changed the that's game,
5: true. you know. I mean, yeah. Big I mean, time.
10: They might be pretty good if they keep practicing. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's a future point. in they front
5: of them. They Yeah, you never know what could. <laughs> what I, I
0: actually ran into LeBron James one time at a resort in Cancun. He was there for one of his high school buddies' uh, weddings, but he didn't talk to me. I was a <laughs> I mean, peasant.
10: He's
5: busy. Yeah, He's got a well few now, things. Yeah, now right. that you know the connection, <laughs> yes. oh, right. now Tell you've him. got an in with yeah. it, right, there we go. right. You just got to get within shouting distance. So, S- r- I don't
10: think, no. He's
0: so what's this <laughs> relationship like? Like, is it a family reunion you see him once a year? So the last time
10: I went to a family reunion, uh, I want to say this, this is two years ago, um, they talked a lot about LeBron James, and LeBron James, of course, was not there. Yeah. But <laughs> right. uh, my Aunt Minnie is, I think, Close to possibly the absolute uh, biggest LeBron James fan. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, she's a fan. (laughs)
2: Interesting. But at any rate,
10: we
4: don't want to talk about him.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. that's fair.
4: I was going to say, though. um, Number two. Number two. Number two. You know, you're kind of, do you you say you're a preacher? Uh, Like a preacher's son? Son of a preacher. Son of a preacher. Son well, of a preacher man. Yeah. Uh, well, I look at like with you, and you talk about your mom and your grandfather and things like that. It seems like in our, in our at least our federal government, we don't have that. We don't. We. It seems like everybody's a lawyer. You know, everybody. It, it just that just seems to me one yeah. of the big things is. The
6: yeah, and then th-
4: they know the law, so it's just constant bickering about that. Where it's not, you know, like a preacher or a teacher or somebody who who truly just their whole life was spent caring for others. You know, I I look at that and say people like you should be the people that are leading our world You're more okay. representative wow. of the yeah. actual america maybe well i appreciate you saying that i'm not just saying not can you can i use mom. that can i <laughs> touché so i
10: was going to say can i use that in a campaign speech <laughs> no but thank you for saying that and i to your bigger point yeah you really should have somebody there who actually cares about people and um it's it's not a job, it's like a calling, it's like a, a service. You know, you just wanna help people. That's what I get up in the morning uh, trying to do. And yes, we got some crazy people, and yes, you know, we have some really political people that we have to deal with, but ultimately it's about connecting people. Some of it's not even legislation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my phone rings and texts all the time with um, somebody who, Some it may just be a connection. Hey, I'm going through this problem, I need somebody to do X, Y, Z. Boom, here's the connection. Great, thank you so much, Eddie. I appreciate you very much. You're a great representative. I didn't do anything other than just what any of you guys would do, Listen. right? We just, we just, right. You listened. You found out a, a solution. You made a connection. Um, boom, that's it. You, your job is really just helping people. That's it. That's how it should be. Would they call that
0: constituency work, or what do they call that back home? There's a name for that. Uh, Where's back home?
10: No, I don't like. Well,
0: referring to like you know when you're in Congress, you come back home, you do your. I can't think of the name right now. Well, uh,
10: see, here's the other thing too, and I don't know if this is just because I'm in Polk County, in um, Johnston. So, (laughs) when a lot of people, um, they'll come to the in session, they'll be saying, "Boy, Eddie, you're busy all the time." You know, you got, you know, they're going home to their apartments because they're not back home, right? Right. But. I'm going back home and they know I'm here. So I'm going to meet up a constituent at seven o'clock or nine o'clock or ten PM or uh, we've had people to come by the by the door at literally midnight and spend a half an hour or forty five minutes. Um because wow. they know I'll listen and I look, I, uh I see a guy over there, I don't know if this is the clock here. <laughs> uh he's nodding. But let me just say this too. Um one of the best quotes that I've gotten, I'll give you three of the best quotes that I've gotten. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, I always like to talk to people, always like to help people. When I was knocking doors, one of the one of the one of the best comments I got was, um, it was close to election time. This person had already voted mm-hmm. early. And so I came to the door and they said, Oh, you don't want to vote for me. I mean, you don't want to talk to me, I've already voted. And I said, No, I do want to I talk to you because I, I, I'm applying for the job. You should know who is possibly going to be your representative. You should know that person. And so they were kind of confused and saying, okay, yeah, well, let's chat. And then they had vote, f- voted for the other person very proudly. And when we got done, they said, you know, I'm less scared now. <laughs> That's, which is good. Yeah, this is like before that I had heard all the the y- – you know I didn't know all this stuff was going on but you know apparently <laughs> you know you get politically and then somebody just doesn't like you or, and they said you know what I, I kind of like you I'm less scared was their first comment I thought mm-hmm. well that's a win yeah you're sure. less scared but at um, any anyway, rate looks like the time guy is is going to yeah, we are, we're running out of time Eddie thank you for joining hey, us we it is a it. pleasure let me know when you guys uh, want me on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll bring you on. Tell
0: Alexis I said hi. I haven't seen her literally since I graduated. So. I will. I will. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for Thank, joining us. God bless it. you guys. Yeah, you Thank too. You. And we're back after the, whatever that, the whole pint, the, what do we call that? The Party Like a Patriot?
5: Yes, Party, Party. Like a Patriot. We, we are I'm live.
0: A, we're several beers in, though.
5: I'm a little disappointed. We One question that we didn't ask anybody that we interviewed was... To get a little advice on how do you party like a patriot. That's actually a very good question. Because like understand. I was curious coming into this, like how do you party like a patriot? Was I supposed to be wearing red, white, and red red right? I don't know red, white, and blue. You got blue. You got what? I got some. White th- on the shoes, white on the name tab. The socks, oddly no red. enough.
0: No red. That's all right. Well, we interviewed several people. We listened to Dan Gable, Governor Reynolds, Jeff Kaufman, the Iowa GOP chair. We listened to Jim Jordan ryan uh, ryan what, wait uh oh.
5: the what's uh, a pate, pate paul secretary pate of state, secretary paul pate. of state we yep. listened to him as well he's a he's he's a he's a somebody
0: there was a lot of takeaways from this i have my own ryan what do you want you to do? i always have you start with the takeaway so give me I a know. takeaway you, and we'll, you like we'll putting me
5: out Let's front um, as the face of the organization here or the voice or whatever the ass of the organization Something. um
4: well you are out front so yeah <laughs>
5: Which end do I stick out? My face or my ass? Who knows? Here we go. Sorry. So I was actually one of my takeaways. One, um, several of the people that we interviewed, they're they're normal people. They're just people, right? Like we crossed enemy lines. We, I f- we survived. We survived it. Um, yeah, uh, people were friendly. I was a little concerned. I always get worried that oh no, they're gonna. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I worry that Stu's gonna say something inflammatory um mm-hmm. show his ass a little bit and maybe ruffle feathers but but uh, i didn't no you kept your cool we all kept our cool mike did too i thought i there was a few times where i thought mike might uh take the place of Stu and say like a pip put him in a corner yeah no you you Position put him you, nobody puts baby in a corner <laughs> and i don't know which one of us is baby but like you don't corner uh, so, that but so, no so my takeaway um normal people it was good uh it was interesting it was uh enjoyable to to just have like normal conversations with folks and then uh from the main speakers that we didn't get to interview jim jordan i could see like him and we kind of talked about this uh the three of us without recording like some of the stuff that he talked about was actually like it was good like um he he was a little bit motivational kind of pumped me up about a few different things uh i i disagree with some of his views on or a lot of his views on on stuff um but uh he's a he's a good speaker and it was interesting, too, to try to fact check. I was trying to keep up at times and fact check some of the stuff he said, which is really tough to do uh, and pay attention at the same time. Um, but and I, and I think some of the stuff w- was somewhat misleading. Maybe uh, there's more to the more to the, the quotes that, you know, he was throwing out. But um, I, I would imagine that you would have the same experience if you went to a Democratic um, event. Put on by the Democrats that you would, if you fact check some of the stuff. There's a little bit more to the story. So um, overall, good experience, good night. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we can do this all again. All right, Mike, what do you got?
4: Um, I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty similar to what uh, Ryan has said. I'd probably say that I did enjoy talking to a lot of different people. Uh, I do agree with what he said. I do think that there are, I mean, they're normal people. There's some there's some great people on both sides of the aisle, and I think unfortunately in our political you know, landscape right now, we just, we can't see that. We can't see that the the people that we're fighting are our friends and our neighbors, our preachers and our teachers. Uh, unfortunately, that that's the case and so even our sheriffs, even though the sheriff can't find my truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, uh, I do think that we did we, we, we definitely did see some, uh, you know, some awesome people that, uh, you know, I look at this and I was thinking about this in the bathroom because what else do you do in the bathroom? Wash I was thinking your hands, about, <laughs> I was thinking about like, it'd be cool if you just voted for somebody based on the person they were and not for the political party. I feel like that'd be way more effective. I don't think it's going to be possible, but you know, I think that'd be okay. And, and what Comer said again, um, I did love the fact that what he said was with, with um, uh, Jeff uh, or not Jeff Jordan. That's his brother. I, I, I'm a wrestler. So you know, I definitely watch his brother. Jeff a lot and with Jim, <laughs> Jeff and Jim, uh, but Jim Jim Jordan. I, I, I definitely think about like, you know, bringing him in, talking to wrestlers. He's got some really, really, really good messages. And I think he could he could do a lot of good. I mean, he's got some awesome stuff he says. He's got some awesome stories. And I, I was really, you know, I, there those bits about it I really loved to, you know, listen to and, you know, remind me of some of the coaches I have, some of the people I've, I've talked to. But at the end of the day, I, I look at, like, you can't have those motivations and, and the, those great things and the wonderful things and all of a sudden sprinkle hate into everything. And I'm not talking about Jim Jordan necessarily. I'm not pointing him out specifically, but on both sides of the, political party all the aisle is that's what we do we just we just sprinkle hate everywhere instead of saying what's good what are we trying to do what do we want to do not why is the other side so freaking terrible why are they the devil how about we look at like this is what we're trying to do here's some motivation let's try to make this world great i mean you look at like nelson mandela i don't think he i I, i'm not i mean don't quote me but i'm pretty sure he never really talked bad about the people that imprisoned him for 17 years and he changed an entire country through rugby, through one sport, <laughs> we just need one sport to rally around. No, it's not wrestling. It's Tonight rugby. it was wrestling. <laughs> <Tonight laughs> <it's> wrestling. <laughs> we trying to bond over wrestling. But I mean, I lo- like I said, I think Jim Jordan said a lot of cool, good things. A lot of displ- like I loved a lot of things he was saying. Like just the like the the main things that make people good. But just his 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 hate and his his fear and all that that he sprinkled in. Just I think it diluted how good his message could have been.
5: Well, I felt like we had some good with our, with people that we were interviewing. They were all about like that, the civil discourse. Mm There's several, several different people that we talked about that were just about like caring about people. Stu, uh, what's your takeaway tonight?
0: Quake take city over here. I, I asked the question intentionally and I was very pointed about it when I asked the few people that we did uh, about who the face of the Republican party is.
5: Jim Jordan answered the question, didn't he?
0: He did, but I want to, I want to, the people that were, I think the only people that really said Trump was the face of the Republican Party were the were our uh, float people, right?
4: Our, yeah, they seemed pretty, uh, pretty big into him. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I think that, honestly, was the most honest answer I received. I, I, I think Chris Christensen was very honest when he said Ron DeSantis. I think that's who people in positions of power want to be, the face of the party now. I think they understand how toxic Trump can be. But once we got out there and we heard Jim Jordan— we heard very loud and clear who the face of the Republican Party is. It is Donald Trump. It has been for several years, and it's going to remain Donald Trump. You heard when he casually, selectively, the dog whistle was very clear. He brought up the election, and what did we hear? Our mics picked it up. We heard people, actual people, citizens of Iowa, you know, representatives of Iowa, they said. Somebody dropped it was stolen. an amen. Yeah, yeah, somebody amen. didn't. didn't
5: Somebody's saying amen? Yeah. Stolen. Yeah. It was stolen. stolen. Amen. And that's.
0: Amen. That's the crux of the issue. I know Chris Christensen kind of diluted it a little bit when he pointed it, he redirected the comment towards Portland and other places. And like we said, that there's no place for that either. But the dangerous thing has become, do we have democratically elected officials or Democrats in elected office dog-whistling people for violence? And we literally have Madison Cawthorn, I brought it up. He just said the other day, if this stuff continues into the next election, we might have to take up arms. That is the stuff that, scary. that's scary, yeah. correct? And that that's what uh, that's what led to your January sixth uh, insurrection. We are doing things and saying things that are causing issues down the road. We're not. They're gonna they're gonna argue and claim free speech is being taken away from them, but not. They don't want to be held responsible for when that free speech of theirs is leading to people dying in Washington D.C.
5: When they still that's kept,
0: that's what concerns me.
5: He still kept pumping that. I there's not enough information about the election fraud and and who really won. And like there are pumping, Trump. quit pumping into that. Now
4: I, w- I I'm gonna hit the pause break on both of you guys, right now. Um, one thing I will interject on what you guys are saying is, obviously I'm a coach, but one of the things I've always wanted to be is a motivational speaker. And one of the big things is if you want to if you want to guys get get people up and and moving is is a sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. you need it you need to instill a sense of urgency that we need it we need to do something now there's a problem you need to change you need to move you need to you know and jim jordan says something about these strong action words with it with the bible verse and you know at what extent i i understand what you guys are saying with like it could have violence and we've actually seen things where you know on both sides a couple times yeah you have seen that but i also see the fact of you know that that style of speaking is what wins national titles. That style of speaking, <laughs> yeah. you laughing, but that's that's no, what, but it gets people fired up, right? Right. And unfortunately,
5: well, go ahead, sorry.
4: Uh, Coburn was talking about uh, Tom Brands, and he was talking about how he was talking, and and, and he w- after hearing his speech, he wanted to run through a wall. Yeah. Well, you can manipulate that speech so easily t- instead of being for wrestling or football or whatever, you have it for a political purpose. Get people out in the. Streets exactly, or what, yeah. yeah, and then so like you're gonna get more people. Like it's not, you know, it, it's the devil, devil's advocate where, yeah, you you, you want to talk about what you, you you're doing good and everything that's great, but all of a sudden you start throwing in a little bit of fear, a little bit of hate, a little bit of things like that. All of a sudden people get up, hey. they get going.
0: Yep, yeah, no, I don't argue with you on that one bit. I but where I just it, where think that's, it- that's that's extremely
5: irresponsible well that's what i was just gonna say where does it where does it cross yeah. the line
0: our democracy our constitution our way of life is more important than a fucking wrestling match it's well, more important whose than whose a super fault Bowl. Is it's more important
5: than any sport whose fault is that though when it crosses the line well, is we're it the game person f- we're gamifying but is it the politics? person speaking is it at the person is it the person that interprets that and decides oh, i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go s- storm the capitol right it's like the i person mean like speaking
0: it, they should, they should understand how p- they know their message and how like he, he understands what he's doing, but he's no dummy. He's look, a very intelligent but that's an, To it, me, that's
5: an interesting it. conversation to have is like, where does it cross the line? Because like we, we like they're doing everything they can to get every person out to vote mm-hmm. on their behalf. When does it like, what is the, what is the sentence? What is the line that all of a sudden it's like? I
0: think collectively it's we And I'm both not trying parties to, need to stop vilifying yes, the other party. Yeah. Now, we need to vilify them when it's absolutely necessary when it comes to taking people's right to vote away. But you better be very clear with the reasoning you're doing so. But some like we talked about, he was saying a lot of half-truths out there. He was saying right, it was Rashida yeah. Tlaib that were just not fully true. And, and I get b- he has both, a beef with her. I get that. And both parties do that. Yeah, sure. Right. But right now, only one party tried to overthrow our government on January right. six. Only we had we had a literal person park their truck on the, near the Supreme Court, threatening to blow it up in the name of Donald Trump.
5: Yeah,
0: we have a domestic terrorism problem. We we like to blame, we like to think that it's coming from the Middle East. We like to think it's going to come in the form of a suicide bomber strapping, you know, a bomb to his chest in the name of Allah. But it's that's not our, our the biggest. Department of Defense has been very clear. Our biggest domestic yeah. terrorism problem is from r- far right wing terrorists. They've been very clear on that and we've seen it repeated several times now. We have to tone down that rhetoric.
5: My question is how do we reel it in? Is it on the people to decipher, which I think it is, partially it's the responsibility of the people to decipher what's bullshit and what's real, Yeah, yeah. but it's also on these politicians to quit peddling bullshit yes and start speaking more in reality and more in truth and stop feet. but it's like how do i don't understand i don't know how we get them to i don't know how how do I almost oh, feel yeah. like it, it needs to it come from the people first. We need to quit electing people that are that are fear mongering. Yeah. And then they'll realize, oh, shit, like I'm not going to get elected by doing this crap. Right. But yeah. unfortunately, we're s- and, and I brought this up with one of our people. Like, we're so like we're so lazy. We just want headlines. We just want. Right. Like, but we just read the headline. Expensive. And then. we're Yeah. It's expensive. It's, it to takes be time. Yeah. And so it's scary because I don't know. I don't know how it's going to take a while. Unfortunately it's going to take a while for it to get better because I, I feel like they see the path to, to victory is to just keep pumping this this garbage and this uh, and, this negativity and 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 it's and almost
0: as if nobody really gives a shit about the the underlying issue that our democracy could be ten- potentially at stake here people are just trying to they're grasping for power
5: it's it feels very much and I had a sorry I had a, a guy that I worked with who always talked about like he always compared it to Rome compared the United States to Rome mm-hmm. and how Everybody's being entertained by the, the, uh, you know, the fighting in the Coliseum with the the gladiators. The cheer,
4: it's not not the, it's not the cheer of the state, the Senators, it's the cheer of the the stadium. While
5: everything while the 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 empire crumbles around or crumbles down around you it's like are are we i, I don't know americans, are we are we close americans to something like, to be that? Better. like
4: like, like i got, see what yeah. you're saying chicken or the well, egg at,
0: americans need to be better they I need listen, to be able to decipher bullshit yes I look
4: at where you, you i mean what you guys are talking about here but I, I think you guys are looking at maybe i'm looking at a different perspective of it than you guys aren't really looking at this but it's the the uh, the end meets the whatever it is uh uh,
5: the ends justify the means. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So if we win, means. it's OK if we.
4: Well, what I'm talking about there is like if you truly believe that the way you're what you're doing is right, then it's not hard to justify fear mongering and and saying the wrong things, because if you can get into power, you can make America right. You can do what's right.
5: Make it a, make it great again? No.
4: <laughs> no. That's trademark. <laughs> Sorry. But what I'm saying is I understand the way, the reason why, I mean, to me, yeah, if I want to win an election, I'm not going to sit there and be in good faith. If I truly wanted to win if, if there was something in my personal opinion that I thought was in personal stake, I was going to do whatever I can to win it. And I know emotion is way more powerful than anything else. And I, yeah. I teach science. And it's yeah, obviously we have a war on science right now for some reason, but emotion is king. And like you, what was it again? What was it? The uh, ends ends j- and justify, justify the means. Ends yeah. justify the means. If I, if I can get into power and I can make true change, then it's okay if I bend some truths, if I do some fear mongering, because then I can turn things to a better way. And I, unfortunately, one of the greatest and worst things that's ever happened in the humanity is is religion is because it's it's such a great thing, it's such a wonderful thing, but on unfortunately like you guys like what you guys were saying with that quote is unfortunately sometimes it gets used to for reasons it shouldn't be. And I mean, I I get what they do and I understand why they're doing it, but I don't know if what you guys are talking about is even possible.
0: No, you're right, and I I get what you're saying. It's just right now it seems as if nobody wants to operate in good faith. I do think there are Republicans, I do think there are Democrats out there. Mark DeWine, the governor of Ohio, you got your—I'm um, sure there's Democratic officials out there that are trying to operate in good. I truly believe Joe Biden is trying to operate in good faith. He may fuck up. He's going to make bad decisions. He made, you know, he made an error with Afghanistan, but like, he's human and he he owned up that. And it was nice to see him come to a podium emotional about that. He's not happy.
5: Well, then he gets and then he gets, gets uh, kind of raked over the coals a little bit for that. And he and oh, that's he's fair. A, he's an old brittle man, but. A, no, like that's he not felt fair. something in the moment, like, yeah. sh- like shouldn't we, like, wouldn't you be more upset if he was just like, de do, like, well, no, no big deal, <laughs> <"Hody-do."> like, <laughs> like, yeah, thirteen <laughs> service members, oh, bu- 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 bu. Uh, right, no, like, yeah, he felt something and he can relate because his, he's lost his son you know? serves in the military, yes, like he served lo- in the military, yeah. right, so he's he's experienced that loss and so he yeah. can relate, like that's part of why he got elected is because he's empathetic and like. Yeah, people feel like they can connect to him or connect with him on that level. But like, yeah, some of the stuff that we dealt with or, or uh, saw tonight—good, bad—yeah.
0: Um, all right, that is our show. We hope you enjoyed these interviews, and we hope this is something that we can attend again next year. We will be back again next week on Tuesday with more interviews and another episode ready to go.
6: Politics does not touch football.
2: Politics is winner take all. It
1: always has been, and it always will be. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice
6: their love with women all across this country. There is not a liberal America and a conservative America. There is the United States of America.